0: Can you see it? Did you know this? over. Checked, but the puck comes right
1: to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot. He scores!
0: You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes the reporter here. Like I don't, I not cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
1: Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of them in a down Wow, we should do a radio show together.
0: <laughs> right on! I want to fist bump you right now. What how? Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R-Epic.com. If you choose to shop online, you can enjoy, like everybody in Canada, free shipping on any order over $50. That is Canada. Wide, Yep. But if you don't want to shop online, you and you're one of our local listeners, you can make the drive out to Surrey, or maybe you're already in Surrey. Uh, Surrey, they have a retail location that you can go check out at Zephyr Epic. That promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, is also valid at Zephyr Epic. You yeah. go there, you scream if you're favored. No, we talked about
1: this. There's no... Scree- people are screaming at the cashiers. Nobody you got to stop screaming at the cashiers of Zephyr Epic. I gave you bad information a little bit ago on the show. Please don't go in and scream at the cashiers.
0: No. You can play our, play this until, part of the podcast. Yeah, don't do
1: this. Don't go and No more screaming. They asked politely. No more screaming at everyone. In Chris, Zephyr you can't Epic. keep
0: coming in here and screaming at That's everybody. A, uh, speaking of screaming... In the chat here, the YouTube live chat, right. Sniper847 said, I just found out my speakers were way too loud. <laughs> I'm just imagining Whoops. someone at work and then they have me screaming through their work computer. Yeah, no. It's Everybody true. looks over like, what the hell? Is, what are you listening to? Yeah. Anyways, Dave Guadrelli alongside Chris
1: Faber. Hey, we can uh, kick things off because I went out to Zephyr last week, like you said. Um, we got some Are you going to let me intro here? We
0: got some cards. Are you going to let me do the intro here? Well, how far are we going to get away I from just the Zephyr intru- stuff? I, I hardly even said your name. Okay. How do people know who they're listening to? we still get new like do you think there's anybody out there that's like huh? i'm gonna check these guys out shows are getting more uh more and more listeners but are, are those having... return like people must know if they're coming now they must know who we are already right Jeez. actually you know what if we have a new listener let us know i'm curious because I, I feel like we make too many inside jokes and whatnot yeah. that like we've had listeners for years that are the same listeners in the youtube live chat you know uh if you're a first-time listener especially if you're on the youtube live chat be sure to shoot us a note does this tea have caffeine in it because i'm oh, yeah. buzzing Yep. Today. I am buzzing. Uh, getting over a little sickness as you heard on the podcast that we did uh, over the weekend from Young Stars. Getting over a little sickness. Had a little tickle. Had a little tickle in the oh. throat today. Uh, so you made me this tea and it is
1: delicious. You're, You're talking like... about getting a tickle today on the Patreon as well. You're talking <laughs> about... Uh... You're going to Amsterdam, so so you're excited about it, yeah.
0: And I didn't know. Anyways, anyways. (laughs) No, no, no. We're not doing it. Patreon.com slash Canucks Combo Five and $10 tiers gets you all the bonus content. Lisa
1: loves when we go off the rails. She said even this is going off the rails real quick. Yeah, no, let's get back on track here. Uh, Zephyr Epic, the good folks over there. We got packs. You can open yours first. Um, We're opening the 2022-23 extended series. You brought it up. Zephyr Epic promo code hockey season. No yelling at anyone. I went in the other day. Time myself pulled some cool cards. I got an Owen Power throwback young gun card, a signed Dylan Strome main stage signatures card. I had some good pulls the other day. So uh, there's a lot of options in the set that we're looking at right now. There's a lot of Kuzmenko rookies
0: in here. Oh, a lot man. of different ones. And you got one. I got a Canuck insert. Nice. It is not. Uh, these are just nice looking cards. These are these are like the thick. These are nice. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. feel you know it. What? You can feel it. The Black Diamond. These are new in the Upper Deck Series 2, correct? Yes. Or these are the extended series, right? Yeah, extended okay. series.
1: So this is like the third set that comes out. These black last
0: diamonds. Week. I got a JT Miller. Oh, it looks good. This taken moments before. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to make a Colin Delia joke. No. Nope. But uh, this, JT Miller. Also, shout out JT nice. Miller. Best golfer on the Canucks yesterday at the uh, Milford event. Mm-hmm. Took some time to chat with uh, media.
1: I think I have his partner here uh, in my pack as well because I saw a Canuck on the back here. They got a lot of all-star cards in <clears> here, which is kind of cool. Um, And I've got Ilya Mikheyev's very first Vancouver Canucks card. Oh.
0: So that's fine. And was he not partnered up
1: with JT Miller? Do you mind if I take that home? Sure, yeah. Take it away from the kids that we give it away to. Well,
0: (laughs) Jeez. Come on, man. Speaking of which, uh, if you're in Victoria, if you're on the – well, not on the island. We're busy. If you're in Victoria or shortly close to Victoria because Faber's not driving, um, if you're close to Victoria – and you uh you know, you don't have the opportunity. We don't usually take ferries to bring cards to our listeners, kids and our listeners um, who want to get, get cards from us. If you're on the island, shoot us a message. Shoot us a message. We'll make some trips. We like doing that. You came to uh came to uh Coquitlam, my neck of the woods. I had a great
1: deal the other day with someone. I I was giving out some cards to some kid. I got a twelve I got six beer out of it. Wow. Yeah. Six beer. Oh I'm gonna sneeze here. Six beer? I'm gonna sneeze here. The sun's out here. Hold on. This it shows it, Oh yeah, boy. Like, can we mute his mic? I don't
0: know what we're take Yeah. Take I'm going to yeah, mute, oh, your, mute this your mic.
1: Is, I got to come? No, it's it might not come. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's even the worst here.
0: Okay. <laughs> don't clip that. Uh, um I I do want to say <clears throat> I do want to say. Oh, it's there uh, still. So. Never mind. You cut me off off the top. You know you know who's uh collateral damage of that? Our dear producer. Yep. Aaron Bordado. Who I was just talking to about the Atlanta Braves. You didn't like no, that. No. You didn't like us talking baseball um, no, no. off the top. You guys are little baseball freaks. I'm not doing that
1: on the show. i got to give a quick shout-out again. Remember I put out a call for energy drinks? I said, just, just bring me <laughs> them. Just bring me your oh, energy man. drinks. Shout-out to XS. I got, I got. They brought over a barrel of these things. Mm-hmm. A barrel of them. They brought them to me uh, and waited in the lobby for me because I had to pick up Harm. He's taking. Four, he took 45 minutes to come out of his door there. He's packing the stuff. He wasn't packed when I got there. But uh, excess scent, these energy drinks, no sugars, uh, 15 calories per drink, because they're looking out for my health. So, yeah, that's how I'm feeling good today. And you got your caffeine and your tea. All right, that's all I got. Yeah. Final, actual final thing. So, I was just on the road in Pentict, and We're going to dive into the youngsters quite a bit. Shout out to everyone that came up and, and said hi. Some li- some regular listeners of the YouTube show as well. Awesome. Madeline, you've probably seen her oh, comment yeah, yep. anymore. We're it was great her. to run into her. She she came and said Hi. Uh, and Joey and Laura, we went out for, for karaoke with them and, a, and just a whole bunch of other, I was giving a lot of uh, the hockey cards to the kids, a lot of Jack Rathbone rookie cards for the kids, Nikita Triamkin and Olia Levy rookie cards for the, for the adults. Hell yeah. I don't think the kids really get the whole Olia Levy having that uh, rookie card kind of fun. Situation. You can't
0: put value like that in no, their the, No, The kids are probably just like, it.
1: what the hell? Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good. Uh, it was awesome to run into everyone. Everyone was really nice out there in Penticton. We had a good time yeah uh, that's for sure
0: do you have we we we're pretty busy today pretty tight for time so I say we just dive into it let's talk about the young stars yeah um, let's go I already mentioned Zephyr Epic be sure to go check them out thank you Zephyr Epic for the hockey cards um yes the young stars recap I watched all these games I know you were gonna try and point out that I didn't watch the games no. I even wrote about it's your the last game well I didn't watch last year much as much I watched all these games like front to back, not doing anything else. Like it was front to back, and I have a witness this time. Uh, Liam, Liam, how do you say his last name? Aaron Horabin, right? Horobin, um, at our Oilers Nation. Um, he helped me yesterday. He was my Clipper. He uh, oh. really helped me out. Aaron, you can just let me know in our private chat here if I said that right. I hope There's Madeline Coach right there. In the yeah, chat. the Rathbone yes. card. Rathbone card is going on her fridge. There we go. She said, "Awesome." Um, <laughs> okay, off the rails again. The young stars recap. Uh, we talked about it on the weekend, and I'll try not to repeat too many of the points that I brought up over the weekend. Yeah, because
1: but... I've been uh, – listen, there's been some people I've been talking to in the industry where they said they only listened to Canuck's column for the first time. 16 minutes of goalie talk. Are you kidding me? Whatever. I'm not the only one saying this stuff, whatever. and we'll see from our poll results later. Nobody wants any
0: more goalie the talk on this silent show. You majority, gave them way too much. The silent majority enjoys my goalie talk. All right, whatever you say, man. And, 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 and to avoid repeating all the same things that I said on the weekend – which uh, apparently I have a habit of doing, a few people have pointed out. In the spirit of that, mm-hmm. I will try to keep it brief. Okay. All I want to say is that in that game against Edmonton, I was very impressed with the key to Tola yeah. Again. And look, it, it, it comes down to that the Canucks goaltending department, namely Ian Clark, has a type. Like if you are tall and you are lanky, and you can go into a butterfly stance and keep your knees flush to the ground or the ice... You have a good chance of being scouted by Ian Clark. Yeah. And it it, it it just looks again like another project goaltender who is now going to be coming into the Canucks system completely. It's not like he's, you know, when we talk about Ty Young and whatever, and I, I want to talk about Ty Young a little bit as well. No, no, no. But you did enough of that. I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Um. Yeah, look, a lot of people saying they love goalie talk. We got two in the YouTube just They're just being nice. No, they love goalie talk, they said. Love is the word they used. Um, With a guy like Ty Young and a Ku Koskembo, we update their progress at development camp, and then they go off. Uh, In the case of Kuskembo, doesn't really get into many games for Harvard. He should get into more this year, but in the case of Young, goes plays behind a bad Prince George team. Like, flat-out bad Prince George team in the WHL. So it's hard to kind of keep up and keep track with their development because, you know, as much as we talk about the Canucks goaltending department and everything, they are relatively hands-off during the season, right? Like, they, they do keep in contact with these guys, but they also respect that these guys have their own goalie coaches um, in their respective places. Like, Harvard has a goalie coach. Prince George has a goalie coach. Now, does that mean that Ian Clark doesn't already have a pre-existing relationship with those people or that he is forging a relationship with those people? Absolutely not. He knows what's happening to his goaltenders. What I'm trying to say is the fact that he's now going to come in, in the case of Tulipilo, and he's going to get to work one-on-one with Marco Terenius almost every day. Mm-hmm. That is going to be huge for his development. And he had the big A on his pads. <clears throat> you called it an A-hole if he drops down. Speaking of A-hole, uh, do you want to talk about the Mike Babcock news? Um, No, not on this show. Okay. Not, now, not know there's
1: been enough coverage around the league. If you wanted to. We got in, on go to, Canucks Army, too. Yeah, and go to an NHL podcaster show. You, you're getting enough. I don't care. I don't want to spend any time on that.
0: Absolutely fine. From
1: the way that people talk about him, we dealt with, with him as a coach or as a person or as a colleague, there's not a lot of positive things to say about this guy. And I'll tell you what, in this industry, you're normally pretty positive about the people you work with. Even I say nice things about you every once in a while.
0: Every once in a while. Uh, yeah. But th- honestly, that's it. And for Ty Young, um for Tolpil, very excited to see him come and be in North America under the watch of these two gentlemen, Marco Trenas and Ian Clark. With Ty Young, hey, you pointed out his post-movement and his crease movement has vastly improved over a year. That is a very good sign for a guy who just turned 19 Yeah, years old. I'm
1: doing a quick thing on Tolpil, then we're moving on because we did too much goalie talk. Tol-
0: you you got a goalie take? Okay, let's Yeah, go.
1: well, here's the thing with Tolpil. You like that this guy is coming into the system because he's a prospect who's already pretty developed. Right, like he's a guy who had a very good season in a pro league last year. It's coming in, he's still really young. A lot to like about Tolapilo. Is I, I think I saw a lot of people saying this on the broadcast. Like I've seen him in person multiple times and I was like I I've seen what Tolapilo looks like, uh, you know, standing up next to him. And people saw it on the broadcast. He is massive, right? Like, he's absolutely massive. Uh, and that was great to see him just kind of on display, having a little bit of athleticism as well. So that was awesome. tolpilo he's going to look good. I think he's going to be the backup in Habits for this year. Uh, obviously, the big name, we'll touch on it right off the top, Aiden McDonough. He gets the three power play goals uh, in the tournament, scoring a power play goal in each of them. Just that shot was... Like, there was nobody on the ice throughout the whole weekend who had a shot that was more powerful than Aiden McDonough's wrist shot, right? And I'm talking slap shots, point shots, everything from these folks. Nobody was shooting the puck like Aiden McDonough, who picked up three power play goals.
0: Yes, all of those goals also may bring it back to goaltending somehow. All of those goals, I, I and this, that was a joke, but I do want people to realize all of those goals, not only on the power play, goalie could see the puck every time. Remember how we talked about what a clear sight shot is, right? Like with Kevin Woodley, we always talk about this, how the goalie has a second to look at the puck, get set up, for the most part, give or take. The goalies had time to get set up, and Aiden McDonough was beating goaltenders. It wasn't like it was, you know, oh, quick one-timer got the goalie in movement. No, it was, I'm better than you. I'm going to rip this puck through through you. It is going in the back of the net, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Aiden McDonough, I, I would say... Most impressive player for me at the tournament. Look, we expected him. Yeah, we expected him to be a step above everybody else. I think what we saw from McDonough kind of fortified what we already knew that this is going to be a good score in the AHL. He had really solid college numbers, which a lot of a lot of folks, like I said, from out of market, have kind of looked at him and said, "Whoa, how did this guy go in the seventh round?" We, we all know the Judd Bracket angle there, but Aiden McDonough, I'm very excited to see him just be as organ, organizational depth. Because that's the thing, and that's what I want people to kind of remember, is this Young Stars tournament, you know, it's not training camp, but if you build on your strong Young Stars, if you're in McDonough with a strong training camp, Mm -hmm. guess who's getting called up? Like, when there's an injury, which will happen, it happens every year, when there's an injury or something happens, guess who's getting called up? It's probably going to be McDonough. Well, what role do you need filled? right? No, that's true.
1: I think, yeah, I think McDonough looked... Very good on the power play. I think there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to score at the HL level on the power play. Would have been nice to see a 5-on-5 goal from him, right? But I I didn't think it was for a lack of trying. Like, he had some very good moves. There was that time where he did a toe drag and kind of drew a penalty, then ended up scoring on the power play right after. The Canucks did anyways. I mean, he he was good at 5-on-5. He was good on the power play. And just that shot, as soon as you give him a little bit of space, especially at that tournament, he was ripping it past those guys um cole mcward i thought got better as the tournament went on played in all three games i didn't really like him defensively in the first game i know he picked up a goal and an assist and then ended up picking up a little bit more later in the tournament as well but i thought as he went on he got pretty good throughout the tournament he might have been the defenseman that impressed me the most him or, or kirill kudryatsev like we we had some pretty high expectations for kudryatsev not gonna lie i like the prospect i thought he handled the puck extremely well and by the way i went really deep in depth uh, in my Blackfish article this morning for uh, Canucks Army, so you can check that out as well. Uh, looks like my camera's lagging a little bit here. I forgot to, uh, I'm not wired in. I just set up the whole desk, like, and I, I just had to unpack all my stuff, so I apologize. Uh, but the podcast will be good for everyone. Cole McWard impressed me from the back end. What did you think of Akita Hirose, though?
0: Okay, you wrote about it, and I read it. And I read what you wrote. I'm not sure I agree with you. Because mm. you, eh, I don't know. It's not like there's some big disagreement. It's young starts, it doesn't really matter. But you said that he was good, not great, which I, 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 I think I agree with. <clears throat> but I was still impressed enough. Like, I, and, and hey, I, I think I've been pretty, I don't want to use the word vocal because it sounds like I'm ragging on the guy. Mm. But like, I've been pretty adamant in the fact that yes, he looked really good to close out last season. But an eighty-two game season is a very different thing. So I, I have been pumping the brakes. Whenever people bring up, oh, he could be the third pairing defenseman. Like, I don't know if he's a better option than Christian Willannon in that spot.
1: No, I'm not I'm
0: not as that's
1: what I'm saying. I think Willannon is the guy to beat there in that spot.
0: Well Willannon, like uh, how how do how would Jack Rathbone look if he was in that same position as Hirose, right? Like, what did we like about Hirose? Okay, he played a safe game, made some nice stretch passes, right? right. Rathbone plays a little bit more dangerous of a game, probably makes has some more offensive upside than Hirose does, but does probably doesn't play a safe enough game. So my point being is that those games were at the end of the year, and it's almost a yearly tradition to overhype the guys who come in at the end of the year when a lot of the teams aren't playing the way they do yep. in October and November. And we know this. We watch the Canucks every year. I'm I'm just saying maybe pump the brakes a little bit on Hirose, I don't think his Young Stars was a failure. I still think he looked a step above everybody else, as he <sighs> should. I thought he should have been a step above. I didn't think he was a step you don't above think he everyone. Was a step No, above? I
1: think Cole McCord was about the same level for me. I thought Kudryatsev, even though he got into two games, I thought he was about a similar level. Hirose picked up all of his points on the power play. right? If you're just looking he at the led stats. He the
0: tournament in points.
1: Yeah, with three secondary assists on the power play. What oh are you talking gosh, about? Oh my gosh,
0: we're pulling up secondary assists for the Young Stars tournament? Yeah, because I he watched the games. Good. I don't just look at the stats like you. He looked
1: good. He no, was want- good. He was good, but he's also 25 years okay, old so at a tournament you, where 20 year olds should what, be playing. What
0: did you want to see from Nikito Hirose? I thought he moved the there puck well. There was one drive oh boy, that Akito
1: Hirose took the puck up, dangled a guy, and went in with confidence. I didn't see the confidence throughout the tournament from him. Okay. Except for on the power puck.
0: Maybe good old veteran Akito Hirose is saying, you know what? I'm going to let these guys. I'm going to pass the puck. Mm,
1: yeah, I'm not going to play up to my top potential. That's stupid quads. What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm making, I, I just made that part. Yeah, up.
1: no doubt. No, But what I don't I'm,
0: think... I don't think uh, I don't know. I,
1: he I wasn't really... bad, and he wasn't like he wasn't not good. Like he was good, but at this tournament, at twenty five, with people saying that he's going to be the guy on the third pairing, like I, I think you saw enough of this tournament to think like, oh, maybe he's got a little bit more developing to do than
0: sure. Than but we I, saw I've last. been saying that the whole time. So I thought I, he played as well as I thought he would. Mm. I wasn't expecting him to come blow the doors off. The I, guy was, who I was. I very totally was. Him.
1: I was one hundred percent expecting Hirose to be the best defenseman at this tournament.
0: Well, that's your fault.
1: Yeah, maybe my expectations were too high for the guy that a lot of people are penciling in on third pairing.
0: Are you penciling him on third pairing? Because we've had this conversation I've no. never heard you say. That's what I'm saying. Well, so you are you don't think he's there, but you're grading him on this high bar that you don't think he's
1: at. There's potential it would be there. Like, out of everybody on the Canucks lineup, he would have the highest potential of making the open tonight night roster.
0: Okay. That's sure. what I would say. Sure, sure. So sure. I would
1: expect him to be the best player. On that roster, he wasn't
0: in my eyes. Okay, that's fair. I, I will, I will give you that. So he didn't live up to my
1: expectations. That's okay. All I'm well, saying. let's stop writing. There's on a lot of people talking guys. about uh, Atu Ratu. I thought was really good. I Man, thought he
0: was one of the best in listen, the tournament. The
1: foot speed. I think a lot of people probably saw that. They said, okay, all these things that we've been talking about on this show yep. and writing about with prospects reports. Yes, his foot speed is not great. But he really thought the game well, and I thought he was ahead of the play. And that's something that I've been asking for him to do at the AHL level. Once he gets to that point and he's ahead of the play, we're going to be looking good with him. And that's why I think you saw him have success at this Young Stars tournament because he was ahead of the play. He wasn't lagging behind. He was ahead of the play. He was creating chances. I think that third game there – or no, it was the second game uh, against the Flames. Or no, not the Flames. The Jets. Jeez, I'm struggling. Anyway, second game against the Jets, first seven minutes – we see two scoring chances created by Atu Ratu driving into the offensive zone. And I really thought there was a lot of confidence with him on the power play. I just really liked Atu Ratu's game. And it felt like he was even kind of, you know, keeping his shot under wraps a little bit. Like, I, I did think Ratu was pretty good throughout.
0: <clears throat> I thought he was as well. Another two players. Guy, or, yeah, excuse one me.
1: more that you liked. And then I got two that I didn't like. Another
0: guy I thought anticipated really well because you just brought up how Ratu I thought anticipated really well. Yes. And that was something that we saw him struggle with. Good hockey two. IQ yes. showing here. Uh, Zlodiev. I thought Zodiac oh, yeah. anticipated really well. I, I, I wish I had a gif of it, but there was a clip that I, I noticed where he dumped the puck in, chased it down, was able to get it to the point, and then he immediately went into the, the low slot, mm-hmm. kind of pushed off the defenseman, got open for a shot in the high slot. They didn't find him with the puck, but just the fact that he was moving around, right? Like, this is not a big guy. He was kind of moving around and he was pulling defensemen around with him and i just really liked the hockey sense that i saw from zlodiev obviously a guy who admittedly i haven't seen a ton of sure i just i was watching him play and i said hey there's something there with the hockey iq i think
1: yeah i think with him it's it's can he kill penalties can he you know how can he be effective here's the situation with zlodiev he's got no contract to play anywhere next year okay currently he could be in the echl could be in the ahl he could be back in russia as far as we know, he's coming to training camp with the Vancouver Canucks. Okay? So starting Thursday, he'll be at training camp with the Vancouver Canucks, as far as we know, unless something massive changes. And Plastic, Plastic was the other one that surprised us a little bit, Carol Plastic. He's got a contract. He's got an NHL contract. He's on ELC. I think Zlodiev's got a lot to work for here, and, and you're going to know after this training camp if he is basically a Canucks prospect anymore or not. Because if he's willing to come and play in the ECHL, he's very willing to be in the AHL. I know that for sure. And if he's willing to stick around and battle for a job and, you know, hunt for some minutes, and he's a center, you always want centers for your HL team. Because in the NHL, who do they call up when they need a forward? Especially if it's a guy who's not really exactly to slot into a spot, they're always going to call it the center. They're always going to call it the center first. So You're going to need some depth in the HL to play center for you. That's what I see with Dmitry Zlodiev, and I thought he was great. I thought he was one of the better penalty killers. Uh, and I actually thought that, so that little line that they put together for the final game of the tournament of plastic Zlodiev, and Klimovich. That's where I saw Klimovich kind of look his best because he's a player I want to bring up here. I saw a lot from Danilo Klimovich that I saw in his rookie season, where
0: yes, okay, okay, does he I take his this. eye out yes, yes. too early and he yes. misses?
1: Like he would fan on a pass, fan on a shot. He was fanning like he was doing in his rookie season. In his second year, his sophomore year, I thought he was much better at that. He did an excellent job of of just being consistent and getting his shots off. And I know he scored uh, in that final game against Edmonton. That was good to see. At least he got one in the tournament. But would it not look good first if two points. days? You know, he wasn't, he was fanning so much and so often. And that's something we saw a ton in his rookie season that kind of disappeared in the second year. But it just, it came back at this tournament. I think that was a pretty big letdown of a tournament for Klimic, who we had, a, we had expectations of him to be the guy leading this team mm-hmm. in goals, right? Like, And that's something that you could really believe could be possible, seeing what he did in the AHL last year. I didn't think he showed, showed very well uh, in this Young Stars tournament. He's one of the 20-year-olds that you want. You want the 20-year, you want a 20-year-old to steal the show. Atu Ratu kind of did. As a 20-year-old. And obviously, we got McDonough. And we got... Big Hirose game and We backs. got... Yeah, all these guys that are 23, 24. These type of age players, they should be successful here if they're pros yeah. and they've done this before. But you want to see a 20-year-old pop a little bit. Yep. And I didn't think Klimovich had a very good tournament at all.
0: That's fair. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you saw what I... When I was watching it, the things we heard about, the things we saw in his rookie season, and the things that, for the most part, he kind of put behind him... Um, this past season. Mm-hmm. The thing I was waiting for was him to just two hand someone that hit him with a clean hit uh, and just go off because that was what we saw a lot of in his rookie or something. He yeah. got in check in his second year.
1: And I thought he was good at times, but it wasn't like a it wasn't consistent. No, you go through the whole tournament and he's playing top six minutes, something I've been asking for. I want to see that at the HL level. But it's like they put him in a top six role at the Youngsters, and I didn't think he really fit in with the skilled players. And it was unfortunate because we're, man, if this kid hits his potential, there's something here yep. with them. And uh, it was just, a, I think it was a down tournament for him. Well, I'll be interested to see how he looks in training camp, and probably going to get some preseason games where he gets a pretty good opportunity. I think yep. he's earned that up to this point, but still so young. I think with Klimich, you look at him and you're like, there's probably like two more years of really developing his game before he can be at that level to think that he's actually more of a complete player. Like there is a lot of time for him to develop his game still. And I think he's still so young. So there's not really a rush either. So he's got a lot of time to develop. He's going to play in the HL for a year or two more. Hopefully he can hit from there and improve on a few things. But I really thought that the, the problem with me was just consistency. You can't be fanning on passes, fanning on shots as much as Klimovich did. I don't think any other connected as much as he did. Yep.
0: Yeah, he hit a post too. Corey Anderson pointed out yep. in the uh chat. <clears throat>
1: Tim Jones. Oh, that was a good shot I actually thought, when he came down and ripped that yeah, shot. Yeah, it too. was. Yep.
0: I thought Sawyer Minio outshone Hunter Brustevich. Your yeah, thoughts?
1: I thought Brustevich had one really good game. I believe it first was one. either um
0: I thought he was really good in the first one. I think that's what you're gonna say. Yeah, the first it's game.
1: Brustevich was very good in that one. Um and then I thought Minio, like, yeah, he did impress me quite a bit with his just calmness and ability to shut down passing lanes of the defensive zone to be effective on the penalty kill. Like I really thought that Minio looked like he, he looked good. He didn't make anything flashy, flashy. He made that one play uh, to Mark Gatcombe where he set him up uh, for that nice little toe drag. That was a really yeah. good pass from Minio there, but he wasn't flashing. I think that's kind of what we expected from him. We expect yeah. him to be a defensive minded guy. And I thought, yeah, he looks pretty strong.
0: And hey, a lot of these guys, we're going to see them at training camp. So let's move along. Do you have anything else you want to say on Young Stars? You uh,
1: Phillip Johansson, last one. Um, can we
0: put the Phillip Johansson is going to win the third pairing job in the NHL to bed?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things that need to improve defensively for him. But hey, he can rip the puck. I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah, he's got he... tools. But
0: but this this is what I want to focus on, Chris, is that yeah. right now the Canucks prospect depth is vastly improved. Yeah. The prospect pool is vastly improved. There's some nice, like, group.
1: 7, 8 to 12 guys. Like, there's a, there's a group in there that's kind of so borderline now, NHL, AHL. There's some good young guys in the You Cops, invest uh,
0: heavily in your development staff. They got some guys to make some pitches with here. Mm. Like, they have to go do it now. The development staff, that is, and the players, of course. The onus is on the players, of course. But you've got the development staff in place now. Okay, let's see some improvement. We saw it with Demil Klimovich. We saw Archdeep Baines develop. Yeah drastically who, who is next? Like, could it be one of these guys that we're talking about here? Because I think, I think it has to be, I think that's what you want to see is, you know, a guy like Philip Johansson, you know, start to learn from all the defensemen that are on the Canucks development staff, Yep, you know, start to learn some things and yeah, like get there uh, to the point where we can talk about, um, you know, talk about him as a real NHL option, but I don't think he's there yet.
1: Yeah, all in all, pretty solid tournament. Um, There was definitely a big letdown in that game against the Jets. That third period was a pretty tough one uh, for the team. But uh, throughout, I thought there was some good stuff, and I thought Jeremy Colleton, he's the right guy for that job. He's going to be an NHL coach, I think for sure.
0: And there's a comment here. I hate, I hate, like, Corey Anderson, thank you. Corey Anderson always comments. But this is just something that I kind of thought about. And I more thought about it in the context of baseball, because we're seeing it with the Yankees there right now. Go. No, no, listen, seriously. Corey Anderson's like, crazy when you don't trade away all your picks. Thing is, this regime has traded picks, but the last regime made their picks, and they couldn't develop anybody outside of the high-end guys they took in the first round. They're... Cole Lind. Cole Lind is kind of the example I look at and say... And clearly the organization felt the same way. Something's off with the development staff down there. Like, something... We need to start developing these guys because right now, Utica ain't working. And you know, the old regime that was down there, it wasn't working out. There wasn't there wasn't any developing going on. Like, that's the thing. Everybody always said, like, who did they develop? Nobody. Like, they developed Atra Demko well, and have us the goaltending department.
1: Pots 30 last year in the AHL. 30 yeah, goals.
0: But now he's an AHL school. Player, right? Like, no, but he's
1: he might get some shots. Uh, Seattle he might, likes he him. might play yeah, some they play like some him. time of Seattle, six, obviously. Yeah. But he's you know he's developing. That's the thing. He's developing. Yes. That's yes. what he's doing with that uh that Coachella Valley team. Down there. But
0: now my point is, if this development staff got Cole Lind, a, a night eighteen or nineteen year old Cole Lind in yeah. their system, true. I think things are very different for Cole Lind, and that's what I'm trying to say. Is I really, I really think people, and I don't think underrated because everybody talks about it, but I think people really need to give the Canucks some props for how they've rehauled that development staff because it matters. Like it matters a lot. And the reason I brought up the Yankees is because we're seeing it now, the baby bombers after their success, those guys never developed. And now all these guys in their farm system, there was a bunch of horror stories from the Yankees uh, farm system this past year. I'm not going to get into it, obviously on this podcast, but um, just when you don't put in the time, the money and the effort, into developing your guys, you can't just draft high-end guys or draft guys who you like in their draft year and say, okay, go figure it out. It took four years, three years. How, how many years for Aiden McDonough to get a skating coach?
1: Yeah, three years. That advanced. was the old regime. No, it's true. And and you have to give a lot of credit to what they're doing there. I think it's been it's been a lot different, and it was nice to see all of the Canucks management and development staff all in attendance from the guys from Europe, like Mikael Samuelson was out there. Um, heck, everybody was there from top to bottom. I mean, Aquilini was even at a game. Uh, out and,
0: and that, just close this out, that is what will set good organizations from great organizations apart. Mm. Everybody can develop Elias Patterson into an NHL player. Yeah. Everybody can get, develop. Everybody can get hit on their top five picks sure. for the most part, okay? That's not special. That doesn't make you special. What makes great organizations... Is developing those guys in the later rounds. Like, mm. look at the great organizations, some of which Jim Rutherford has overseen. Right, like that's what separates the good from great. And I, I think, I think the Canucks have done a great job. Yeah, and I, I want to see it hell of a still shots happen. in
1: here, uh, saying that I'm being too harsh on some of the prospects. Famously, said, said, all of the teams were a tad rusty, but what do you expect from when you have almost no training camp or drills? I'll give you that. I mean there was definitely some <laughs> rust. No, I mean, but I will push back because yeah, I think there will be some rust with certain players. But I'm sorry. Like, Danila Klimovic should be sticking out more than a camp- a second round pick in Danila Klimovic or a 25 year old defenseman who's played a full NCAA career. They should be sticking out more than an overage 20 year old kid who's coming out of the CHL. Like, that guy's got to deal with some rust as well. So it's more about the players kind of coming through at this Their time instincts. and just showing up. I, I get it. I-, I just think there has to be a higher standard for certain prospects at this tournament. Yeah. There has to be. Sure. Because do yeah. I think, listen, because I look at another prospect on the Canucks roster, I look like at Braden Bowman. And I thought, yeah, as a camp invite, I thought he looked excellent. Did he look excellent as a guy on the roster in the games? No. But as a camp invite, he looked good, but he's still just like a camp invite. Yeah. Right? Like maybe he gets an NHL contract out of things. You're looking at guys like Danilo Klimovich and Atu Ratu who you want playing NHL games in the next 18 months. Like you have to have higher expectations for these guys, and man, I I pump the tires of a lot of these prospects all the time, man. Like I think I have to at least a little bit at times, not even necessarily be critical, but just kind of bring up what I've seen. And I agree, I do agree. There's some rust, and you can say that for sure. But Danilo Klimovich has been in Vancouver all summer long, skating five days a week. He said, "I mean." I get that you haven't played a game in maybe six months and you can get the rest from there, but these and guys at the have end to have the a day, higher standard. I mean.
0: People want your honest opinion on these prospects. They don't want to just hear the fluff.
1: No, and we gave a lot of fluff off the top.
0: We, we do fluff a lot. Uh,
1: right? Training camp, Thursday.
0: Can I quickly get this in? Yeah. Training camp is on Thursday, but before that, Jim Rutherford, Patrick Alvina and Rick Tockett will speak tomorrow. We will have coverage of that over at Canucks Army. Now, I want to get this in. Pull it up, Aaron. Wyatt, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I was laughing earlier in the show, and I'm sure you noticed. I just started laughing to myself. But I don't know if we can get these photos up individually, Aaron. I'll give you some time to do Oh, my gosh. Look at Aaron. Go. Look at Aaron go. <laughs> Wyatt, and sorry for the folks in the podcast. You go look at at the stanchion on Twitter, or X. Wyatt did a photo shoot in the Nation Network hoodie, the same wow. one that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> oh, look at that. Hiding behind a tree, deep in thought, thinking about how he's going to screw up the stanchies to make it harder for me to edit at 1230 at night when he actually submits them. Uh, Yes. I like this one here.
1: What's going on with the leaf?
0: Is that a pine cone or a leaf? That's a leaf, right? Yeah. Hiding behind a leaf? Or is that hiding? I don't know what he's doing with that leaf. Geez,
1: I don't know why we pay all these other models. We got one right here with stanchy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so uh, shout-out to Wyatt, who obviously we've mentioned is back. Uh, For those on the podcast, I'll read his tweet. He said, no paywalls, focused only on local Canucks content. The next wave of writing talent in Canucks Nation and me, using the wrong then and then constantly delightful fall photo shoots. Canucks Army is going to be bringing you the best Canucks coverage around this season. Wyatt
1: keeps pulling stuff like this. He may get the call-up to uh, Canucks. He may get the call-up to the podcast. Out of
0: the ECHL and up to the (laughs) bigs. And that's the thing, uh, we're both going to be at training camp, live live mailbags. Uh, I will tease it a little, and we should talk about this news as well. I was texting with John Shorthouse, might do another live mailbag with John Shorthouse oh, yeah, like I we did last, last year. year. People loved that when Shorty answered questions with me. That just happened naturally, but I texted him again. I was like, hey, people want another live mailbag with uh, Shorty and Quads. So Love we'll it. see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But also, the big news of the day, somewhat big news, I'd say. Exciting. Uh Ray Ferraro and Dave Tomlinson in as the analysts alongside John Shorthouse and our good pal Dan Murphy on the Canucks regional broadcasts. Like we kind of talked about recently – uh, John Garrett no longer in that position with Sportsnet. So everybody was wondering, who's it going to be? We kind of knew it would be these two. because Tomlinson say, this announced. doesn't really
1: feel like news. This well, kind of just feels official. like an announcement. Yeah. It's
0: official, and the reporting from Tyler Green over at Daily Hive seems to be pretty accurate because in the release, Sportsnet mentioned Tomlinson kind of as the regular guy and then said there's also going to be games with Ray Ferraro as the color commentator. And another thing in that report that I want people to focus on, not from the Sportsnet, of course, um Ferraro's contract is supposed to be done with ESPN after this season. Uh, and according to that article from Daily Hive, if all goes according to plan, uh, Ferraro will be the full-time color commentator the following year. I but thought, excited for we both dolinson gonna... and Ferraro.
1: Yeah. Do we still know? Like, aren't we getting Cheech for a couple games here and there? Like, Hockey Night in Canada? Wasn't that a thing that was kind
0: uh I. All we know is, short, Shorty, is Cheech said... That he would be involved in some net stuff, and everybody assumed that meant hockey Night in Canada. Hopefully, it means he gets some hockey Night in Canada games. But for the doing, most I mean, part, who the who regional broadcast team. Um, this is this is what we have. How good? I, I, I said that like it sucks. It doesn't suck. These guys are all great well, at their job. Great, and and yeah. the thing I know people are going to be wondering. Um, these guys are all friends. Like they're all they're all pals. Like obviously Shorty and Tomlinson worked together at 10:40 for years. Yeah. Uh, but like Ferraro, Mur, uh, Murph, and, and Shorty, they all you know they all hang out yep like it's gonna be that same camaraderie that made the Canucks broadcast so special how you know Shorty and Cheech Listen, had their DT, kind of dynamic Dave
1: Tomlinson's excellent at what yeah. he does he's done stuff for the world he's done he's an excellent he, yeah we've you know heard him on 1040 back in the day uh, and obviously Ray Ferraro you don't need to say much about him he's incredible and I mean, just to be clear
0: we are all going to miss Cheech behind a mic
1: hundred yeah. percent that's why we keep this bottle of uh, ketchup's flavored sprinkle site seasoning blend here Trader Joe's is what we keep it here yeah Cheech, when he'll come in here one day and we'll give him that, uh, seasoning.
0: Hell yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, so training camp is on Thursday. Yeah. We will have lots of content from there. going to be doing some podcasts as well. Yeah. We don't, don't really have live, live shows. shows. Yeah. Schedule. don't know about live uh, shows. We
1: will be putting out podcasts though. So just follow on the podcast feed, uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, yeah. SoundCloud, uh, just going to be a little too heavy pigeon, whatever you get your podcast from, uh, we'll have it up there. We'll do some stuff. Uh, we got the full setup. We'll be bringing yeah. that down. So my question going into it, Mm -hmm. and I'd love to see some in the chat as well. We'll uh, interact with those. What's the biggest story that you are excited to follow at training camp? And we, we have a poll question. We'll get to it a little bit later. But it's kind of similar.
0: I feel like we need to make a distinction here. Because are we talking training camp or are you talking training camp and the preseason?
1: I'm talking training camp. I'm talking training camp here. I'm excited, and my choice is kind of based off of that. The thing that I'm most excited, the story that I'm excited to follow, is I want to see how different Quinn Hughes is now that there's a C on his chest. Right? Now that he is the captain of the Vancouver Canucks, I'm very curious to see how Quinn Hughes operates at this camp. What is he like with some of the 20-year-old kids? Like, How is he like with the vets? Are they, you know? I just think that there's a lot to kind of see between the interactions that you'll see between the captain and whether it's a player who's new to the team, who's been here for a long time, who's a prospect and still isn't even on the team. Like, I'm just curious to see how Quinn Hughes is as a leader at a training camp, because that's something that we just haven't seen before.
0: Yes, and I'm glad you picked that, because I think a lot of times when we talk about training camp stuff, a lot of you guys figured out in the preseason. Like, right. part of me wants to say, oh, the thing I'm most excited for at training camp is the goaltending battle. What goaltending battle? We're not going to know much based on groupings, right? The one thing I'll say, I'm interested to see if anybody comes into camp out of shape. Because similar I to how it. we knew with Travis Green... Aside from me, I don't know. Talk it likes to do the three groups, right? I think we're going to... It's going to be very clear if somebody came in out of shape because that NHL regular will be in the final group skating with the Dmitry Zlodievs of the world, right? Like, yeah, Jake Vertanen. It happened in Jake Vertanen. That's the example. Last time they in Victoria. Yeah, last time we were in Victoria, it was Jake Vertanen. Yep. Um, oh, look. Not to stir up any, you know, anything. But we do know that Canucks coaching staff and management weren't happy that Andre Kuzmenko went to Bali, right? We heard Dan Milstein talk about it on Scaris and Price, that he got calls from everybody and told them all to chill. The pressure's on. Like, the pressure's on Andre Kuzmenko to looks be good. in shape. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, good. Absolutely.
1: But- See the tan that he's got? They posted some photos the other day of him. Holy moly, that guy! He's looking good.
0: So I, I'm curious to see if anybody comes in out of shape because everybody's been talking about how hard this is going to be. There was a hard skate today. Uh, Randy Janda was there over at Sportsnet 650. Oh, uh, he guy. was talking about um, he was talking about how it was a harder skate from them today. So I, I'm curious to see that. Another good one here from Jeremy Lee. I haven't even touched on this yet, Chris. Last minute trades before the season starts. Both Elliot Friedman and Rick Dollywall, at the time of this recording, have talked about how the Canucks are trying very hard to make a trade. They are trying very hard to deal somebody. Tanner mm-hmm. Pearson has been activated from LTIR. He is good to go. The Canucks need to figure something out. I believe they need to free up about $1.7 million in cap space. Yeah, they can get there real easy with a
1: 21-man roster, but hey, you don't want to go on the road yes, with which 21 guys. Yeah. And they exactly. do that, what? They go to Edmonton and then six games? It's
0: their longest road trip of the season.
1: Like, that's not a great way to start the season, going with 21, 22 guys. Um It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like, I wonder if Pearson's a guy who gets sent down to keep a twenty-two man roster because then you're so, maximizing the money there. So, because anybody who's so making guy, over one point one five million, they can hit the max for how much cap you can save. There, there's going to okay. be some interesting things. There's going to be some stuff that the Canucks have up their sleeve. All this, we can we can come in here and debate and, and give our ideas. There's going to be something that they do different that we don't see coming that's going to get them the most cap space available.
0: I'll bet you they don't.
1: I'll what? bet you
0: we know what's coming. Because they they don't have that many options. <clears throat> oh yeah, they do.
1: There's a lot of guys making between seven hundred seventy five thousand dollars and a million one. I guess if you kind of go up to Huglander yeah. there, they have a lot of guys they can shuffle around to move two hundred thousand here, three hundred thousand dollars here. So, like there's a lot of options. That a they lot of people
0: have said, okay, send Hoglander down. No, are you cool losing Niels Hoglander on waivers? Because I'm pretty sure he gets claimed.
1: That's why Tanner Pearson's the guy.
0: Okay, Is so somebody claiming. Tanner so do Pearson? you disrupt? the locker room by sending down this guy who, you know, there was a lot going on last year He'll with him on a it's personal the business.
1: level. He knows it's the business. He's not it's actually business, going down. but He's in, just a, in a season where down. you've
0: talked about, oh, we don't want any distractions, you don't want any distractions, you're going to send Tanner Pearson down on the first day.
1: Yeah, he gets it because Klimovich ain't going to be in the lineup. They're going to have him in the lineup again.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Because he
1: makes the lowest money. Like They're going to have the right guys. Believe me, there's a lot of little things they can do with these monies. Here. Mm-hmm. And these yeah, monies.
0: Yeah. I'm I making saying, fun of you a lot today. I'm sorry.
1: No, well, you've had caffeine today. You never have caffeine ever yeah. on the show. I
0: don't think, I don't think, I I, I don't know. I think they well, are going to make a trade. I think that's what's okay. going to come Is that what to.
1: your, is that your biggest story to follow? What, when's the trade coming?
0: Yeah, when's the trade coming? Okay. What's the answer? Like, if they send Tanner Pearson down, which I don't think they will, in the spirit of avoiding off-ice drama and all that, which they've talked about being so important, right? Yeah. This guy battled back and he's healthy. If
1: He's, they, not, he's not reporting. He's just getting papered down, man. They just got to yeah. do it on the opening night. But then, then when the first game comes around, you do some stupid things. You move around. You got 20 guys for the home game. Yeah. And then okay. you're starting to accrue cap space from there. Yes, yes, yes. So okay. then you're good. Then you take Pearson back and you, you know, you worry about it at that point. It's all I'm good.
0: saying the optics of putting him on waivers. Yeah.
1: Nah. That's well, what yeah, I'm talking you're about. You're right. He would have to go through. Yes. that.
0: So you're literally saying anybody, please take this guy off our hands. We weren't expecting him to be healthy. That's what you're saying. Look, you can call me negative. You can yeah, say whatever you want. Yeah, are you negative today? I'm not. I'm. I'm honestly not trying to All be that negative. Co- I'm just saying with the optics of everything. I tell you what, I'm not putting any more
1: honey in your tea. That's what's got you going here.
0: I'm just saying with the optics and everything surrounding the whole Tanner Pearson situation that we've been following for months and months and months now. I don't think it looks good to just wave the guy. I don't.
1: Okay. All right. Understandable. No hot takes. Yeah. Um. Moving on.
0: Well, I don't know. Are we moving on? Because sure, I'm I, done.
1: Okay, well I I just think that he's the one that makes sense. Who's the other guy making over a million dollars that makes sense if you can save yeah, some because right. 'Cause you're, you're saving three hundred thousand. You're not you're sending home. Right. You're not doing Teddy Bluger. you're not doing PS Suter.
0: I'm saying I don't think the answer is to send someone down. So I, think, you're I think they 20, are going to twenty trade man someone. roster. No, I think they're either going to carry a twenty man. Or they're going to trade somebody. I think that's, okay. what's, that's what we're going to see.
1: Who are they going to trade then? Nobody's. They're not coming after these wingers, man. You've yeah. got to move a guy who's making over 1.6, kind of, to, to obviously the, the 1.7 there. And then what? You're getting... Nobody's trading for Bavillier, Garland, Besser without moving some money of their own out because the Canucks aren't the only team that are up against it. Mm-hmm. The, the salary cap situation, we've spent the whole summer talking about this. You're not just clearing up $6 million of cap space when you trade Tyler Myers because you're taking something back. That's the way it is. Like they don't they can't they don't have one of these big numbers to trade without trading something back or giving a pickup. They retaining. just can't do
0: that. If you retain, you're still under the cap, you're still gonna figure that out. If you retain <laughs> on Myers, like if you retain thirty percent on Myers, twenty five percent.
1: Yeah. Right. You'd have to get thirty percent at least on Myers <clears throat> to to clear it up. Yes, you would. But then it's right. like what are you getting? What are you getting right now for 30% retained on Myers? What's the team paying for $4 million Myers? Like a fourth
0: or fifth round pick. Maybe take, a sixth.
1: Take it and run then.
0: Yeah, like if you get a sixth and you're retaining on Myers. Well, I'd be
1: curious to see if the Coyotes are are, are looking at it like, hey, let's take Myers right now for a seventh round pick. We're going to flip him at the deadline for a second. Why would the Coyotes not be interested? In sure. That? Yeah, right? exactly. Like that's, that's the way they've been operating.
0: Now you're thinking.
1: I've been thinking this whole time. Now you're
0: thinking, instead of saying, oh, I hate Tanner Pearson, I hope he gets sent to Abbotsford. Here we go again. Which is what you were saying five minutes ago.
1: No, I didn't say that. Yeah. I like them all. I don't hate anybody. (laughs) I like
0: them all. Okay. They're all Uh, good. Prospect Tuesday. Blackfish is back. Bigger and better than ever over at Canucks Army. Yeah. Chris, you wrote a whopper of an article. 3,000 plus words Mm. uh, that I edited. It was fantastic. It was. Nah, it was you really missed good a couple
1: lead. things. I had to go back in there and change. I had to edit it myself after too. Yeah. You kept. uh you A couple ligas in there. You, it was missing the G in Liga. It was Leah. Um Okay, Jonathan Mackey. Yeah. Obviously, I think everyone at this point has seen his two goals in the SHL. Both on the power play to start. He's played two SHL games in the regular season now. He scored in both of them. Power play, similar way. Left half wall coming in, getting that one timer. It's all great. Okay, that's what he does well. That's what he does well. So I go back and I watch all of his shifts at 5-on-5 late last night. And what am I seeing quads? I'm looking at this prospect and watching him forecheck, and I'm thinking, gee, I feel like I'm scouting a new prospect. Like, this forechecking that he was doing was completely different from what we saw last year, and that's where I want to key in on. The forechecking was huge. I think he did a really good job of, like, just kind of being a little, you know, bleep to play against. He was. Like, he was slashing, like, that little... There are certain guys, when they forecheck, they slash the hell out of the back of your legs, they slash you on the stick, but it's not a a slashing penalty. It's just enough of a slash to piss you off. He was doing that yesterday, and even had one play, I tweeted it out, uh, where he actually just kind of you know use some of the body as well And I was surprised by that There were some things that definitely let me down In the Karimaki's game And it's not like I'm expecting him to be this physically dominant player But in the defensive zone he's still getting pushed around He's got a lot of muscle to add But that's the thing that a prospect does at his age right? They've got to add muscle they got to get bigger and stronger they got to keep playing in these pro leagues and learning So I don't think you can really knock him for that and he's going to have that World Genius Tournament. I say it's really good for him to start the season with two goals in the SHL in his first two games. After what happened last year, this kid needs all the confidence in the world. Uh, and I thought it was a very good start for him uh, up to this point. So, yes, there are things that you need to see him work on. But at least the parts of his game that I wasn't really expecting to improve that much, they looked really good. And that forecheck was excellent from him. Last, uh, I'll just quickly do a touch on this. We, we got so much in the Blackfish. Check it out uh, on Canucks Army. Yanni Yermo, no points in three games in Liga. But he's at sixty six point six percent with his Corsi right now down there in Liga. So he's uh, he's controlling a lot of possessions, which has been great to see.
0: I like it. I feel I like bad. The whole... I'm
1: not wired up. I know my video. Well, I apologize, to everyone. Do you know what I'm YouTube. excited? I'm I look excited like about an idiot. I'm seeing myself on YouTube here. Just, uh, <laughs> I oh,
0: like uh, that shirt. What are you ooh. talking about?
1: No, the shirt looks good. But I, I, my, I see myself talking here, and I'm like, I'm glitching out here. Well, it's better than you because the, the screen's sixty seconds behind here. I think you're just. This is what you look like the whole stream while I'm talking about prospects. You're on TikTok.
0: Do you think maybe I'm doing stuff for work?
1: No, I don't think so, no.
0: You know what I'm really excited about with the blackfish, and I said bigger, better, badder than ever, or whatever I said? Yeah, badder. I'm really excited because this was a listener or reader recommendation. You brought back the uh, stats, the Excel sheet that has the stats for every single prospect. That's going to be updated every single week. It's a ton of work. Well, we're putting in the work this season. That's our motto over at Canucks Armies. We're yeah. putting in the work. Okay. Not that we didn't before, but we are, we are pushing and we are grinding very, very hard, especially uh, these past couple weeks and into training camp. We're very excited. Like I'm very, very excited for this season I'm training camp. Ripped
1: here in the chat, here by sniper, I say, listen, man, start GoFundMe for my internet. Yeah, I had to unpack this morning. I got in late last night. I got to unpack and pack in the next hour. I had to unpack just for this. I got to pack up in like 20 minutes here to get ready and go again. Oh, I tell you.
0: This is a hell of a question from hell of a shot. Mm. Who thinks you're too negative? Hey, come on now. What centerman, 25 or younger, do the Canucks trade for if Petey doesn't want to sign? We're asking this a day before training camp, Chris. No, we're not answering it. We're not answering it. What? I love the... I, what? I, I don't have a name off the top of my head. Do you? Like under twenty five, you're not going to give it any thought. You're just I'm just saying this is a this is a great question for later down the line because yeah. like the 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 narratives, the conversations around Elias Patterson, and his future with the Canucks, those aren't going away. No, 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 like no. if we're if we're going into the off season, like you're yeah, there's a resolution to this situation coming at some yeah. point. Alex Turcott. really? He's, he's not working out well. I would yeah, I don't uh... third line center, I guess.
1: Maybe I don't know Barrett Hayton, maybe.
0: Well, I think we need to specify the question. Are you trading Pedersen for this young center? Nah, I ain't trading Pedersen for anyone. I, yeah, exactly. I'm re-signing so. I'm figuring out how you resign sign Yeah, That's what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Uh, and it all starts on Thursday. It oh, all starts I'm on Thursday. How many distractions it. do you have? How does the season start for you? Do you make the playoffs? That's the big question. That's the big question for this team. This is going to be a fun season, folks. Like, Look, I know some people love the drama. We're hoping that there's very little drama and that there's just a lot to follow on the ice with this team, right? Because there are a lot of off-ice implications, and yes, in the end, there will be drama. It's going to happen, but this is going to be a very fun season to follow as members of the media, and if you're a Canucks fan, this is going to be a stressful time. Like, it's probably going to be a very stressful season to follow. Like... Yeah, you, you're going to want to see the team make the playoffs this year. They are going to want to make the playoffs. They called it a disaster if they missed last year. They missed. Okay, it was a disaster. Now what? And we will find out what tomorrow when Jim Rutherford speaks along with Patrick Alvine and Rick Talk. at will have yeah, coverage of that over at CanucksArmy.com. We'll also break it down at some point. Maybe Are we doing a Wednesday night podcast from the hotel in Victoria? Because I think so. Like, Maybe. I think we, I think you might have to come over. Go.
1: Yeah, I think we'll have enough to talk about tomorrow. A dip to be honest, in the yeah, pool. we'll have to see about that. Uh, and yeah, I'm glad I know where they're speaking. I'm, I know every corner of that place, but uh, don't say it. But I know where they're speaking. I'm going there. I'm uh,
0: And Corey Anderson yeah. said, "If he walks, Petey, you blow up this team and rebuild and draft your new center. That's what you do." Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You. Can, yeah. And, and look, we're not gonna start. We're not gonna start talking about this. It's not worth our time. I've talked about only talking about what we know. We don't know that Elias Pirates is gonna walk. At all. We know this season matters if he signs long or short term or whatever happens with him. It matters a lot what happens this season. So hey, like folks, meaningful games in October.
1: Yeah. Let's go. Getting. All right. Betway and our poll question. Let's get our poll question up here, uh Aaron. Let's see. It's it's related to our training camp uh on Thursday thing.
0: I got a goaltending question in the chat. I'll get to our poll question in a second.
1: No. Because look at how many people ass. care about the goalies. in the Odds answer. that
0: toll surpasses Martin on the depth chart this season? Low. Very low. Very low. Very okay, low. <laughs> poll question. Let's go. But he might play a lot in Abbott. Okay, next. Let's go. Poll question. Our poll question, as always, brought to you by the great folks over at Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer, get your favorite popcorn seasoning, throw it on the original. They also have a bacon flavor that you can buy from their website, Oof. atlasgds.com. Put a little bacon jam, dip it in there. We were just talking about bacon jam on the Patreon. I
1: said bacon jam is the one thing you can put on any food. Mm-hmm. From Frosted Flakes to a burger, anything. You can put a bacon jam
0: will work. Yes. Yep. Uh, sorry, Alice good poll question today. Which storyline will have the biggest spotlight on it at training camp? Quinn Hughes as captain, Pod Colson and Hoglander, Will Landon, Hirose, and Rathbone. As always, I am angry. Which in brackets, you put the goalies.
1: Come and on. look at how much they got. And and, and you Think anybody so. gives a damn about rightfully these goalies? So.
0: But but this is this is what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I say there is only one real storyline that we're going to find at training camp. I think the rest of them happen in the preseason. I even the, when as captain is going to be a thing that evolves all season long. But at training camp, I understand you want to see it. Want to see how he carries himself. You know, does he yell at teammates? Like what? Well, what do we other see? The thing
1: is, he's going to be there after every skate, every day. He's going to be speaking. Right. That's something that the captain has to do. That's yeah. something that we'll have to see. So that's part of it as well. I think you'll see a lot of this at uh, from training camp from him.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I think
1: you're going to see a lot of him just having to do things that he's never done before. And a lot of that is captaincy, and a lot of that's dealing with the media. And every single day, what? Did, how did it today go? How was today? Who did you like? He's got to talk about the team now, right? It's a different situation for Hughes, and I think he's ready for it. I've really enjoyed the stuff that they've put out already. I know we spent a lot of time on the podcast the other day talking about him uh, heading up in uh, into the Kelowna area. There was it West Kelowna Fire yeah, Department, West I Kelowna. believe.
0: Also, I don't, Aaron, I don't know if you can find it. Pull it up in time. You pulled the Wyatt thing up fast. If you can find the photos on the Canucks Twitter account of Quinn Hughes in a fire truck. Dude looked like he was on cloud nine. Oh yeah, he was like no he man. looked so happy. It, Aaron, when I know I put little, you on the spot there
1: when he cracked a joke in front of them and he had his laugh. They were playing the video on in the arena. Queen Hughes is like laugh going through the whole arena on the loudspeakers. Pretty funny. Pretty he funny. just looked so happy, and he yeah, should, yeah, like I said, uh, we we talked. You know about it meant a lot. Yeah,
0: it meant a lot to yeah, him. Like like we said, his grandfather was a firefighter in New York. for What do you say? Thirty years, I think he said. Yeah, I believe so. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so yes, we had that. Uh, we had the uh, photos on the social media. I loved it. I that loved it. Good. Quinn Hughes looked so so happy. Good stuff. Yeah. All okay. right. So
1: the winner of the poll here is Pod Colson and Huglander was forty seven percent. But
0: again, how much of that? Well, you know what? That's fair. That's, That's fair. We're going to see a lot I say of it in day, day camp. one.
1: I do think that the lines mean a little bit on day one with those specific players. <laughs> and
0: there's Quinn Hughes in a fire truck. There we so go. Happy. he's
1: loving it. It's awesome and good for the Canucks actually giving back. Okay,
0: I got to say this. You've bet my brother, right? Yep. Quinn Hughes looks a lot like my brother.
1: Yeah, he's got a little bit of a He does, bit, yeah. right? I've I've noticed it a lot. <laughs> like, especially recently. They've got The, the same... more they take him outside, the more like <laughs> yeah, they they your brother. They got yeah. the
0: same facial hair, like they got the same mannerisms. It's crazy. Anyways. Wow. Um yes. Okay. Should we close it out there? Uh no. Okay. Oh, Betway, excuse me. Betway. Let's get okay. this up here.
1: Uh Betway, bet of the day, Betway, Betway. Be sure to uh, bet the responsible way. Nineteen plus to play. Speaking of Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes to win the Norris trophy this year. Over on Betway right now, you're getting it at plus nine hundred quads. A ten dollar bet? That's gonna return you a hundred dollars. Right pretty on. good value, I think. Plus nine hundred, I like listen, he's not the front runner for sure. That's obviously Kale McCarr, I'd have to say. But you tell me Quinn Hughes, if he's got the C on his chest now, he's playing a little bit better. He's gonna get more recognition around the league, I think, just from having the captaincy of the Vancouver Canucks. If he puts up a ridiculous point season. I think people are going to start to see, like, you know, he's got the C on his chest. He's playing good defensively. It's not the Canada-only division year anymore. Like, he's a guy that you can trust two ways. We know that in Vancouver. I don't know if the NHL knows that yet. 18th best
0: defenseman in the league, according to The Athletic. Or whatever it was. 12th? 13th? The third tier? Or whatever? Oh, my gosh. People are... uh, People are talking about uh, Burt Cam. They want a Burt Cam. Yeah, we'll get a Burt Cam here in a second. Here, the people want a Burt Cam. I give you a Burt Cam. Let me put see it over my doing.
1: screen because I look. I tell you what, here, my video has been rough today. I didn't normally. I'm wired in.
0: This is a good one. So he uh, has a bit of a habit of sneak sleep, sleeping like uh, what's down. that guy's name? Woodstock Snoopy? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The guy oh. on top. He has a bit of a habit of sleeping like upside down. You Can't really see it on the camera, but yes. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's belly up right yeah, there. He's, yeah, he's cl- yeah he's conked out. Belly oh, up. There like we go. Oh, we got some movement. Some movement. Oh, there he is. There he Bird. is, Bert. And he knows we're watching him because there's a different light. Look at him. He's a star. Oh, and he's falling back asleep. Adorable. Bert knows. He knows. Don't he you knows say the camera to-
1: makes like a root root kind of moving around when you're when you're in there.
0: No, it doesn't make a noise. It it puts a different uh, like it it, it like. Has a little red light that goes on. Little so, AI situation. Yeah, the yep. different light, he, like, looks at it because it's different than what he's watching all the time, which is, like, a little blue light, and then it, like, adds a red light onto the lens. Um, So that's how he knows when okay. we're watching.
1: All right. Well, I think we're good here. Yes. Um. Hey, exciting news. Next week, we are back to five shows a week. I'll have my internet wired up next week, that's for sure. Um. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're live. Uh, and I believe 1.30 is going to be the time that we're looking at. Right, Quads? Yes. 1.30 is going to be the time that we're looking at, Pacific Time, obviously. Wednesdays, we're going a little bit earlier, 1 o'clock. Yeah. For our regular guests to uh, be able to join us there. Um, but, yeah, one thirty on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. 1 o'clock on Wednesday. So a little bit of a different day. Harmon Dial will be back uh, co-hosting with me. You know Quads wouldn't agree to five days a week, so we had to go get Harm again this year. So you're getting, I think, Mondays is going to be the new day for Harmon. Sure. Um, so excited for that. And we'll announce our guest list very soon. I think maybe Friday.
0: Fantastic. There's a couple
1: things we. I wanted to announce it last week, but then I got all these people yelling at me here, and, and specifically you, and and everybody else is all yelling at me. I can't announce it yet. I know the guest list. I just want to tell everybody because I'm really excited about Why it. Why can't you announce it? I can't announce it right now. People are, you know, and everybody else behind the scenes here, they're all telling me I can't announce it yet. I got a beautiful graphic. I built it myself, and I've all this stuff. It's great. I sound like Donald Trump the way I talk sometimes. I still. <laughs> it's like a beautiful,
0: that. beautiful graphic. It's a beautiful,
1: beautiful, beautiful,
0: beautiful. dogs. Yeah. Okay it up there.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get out of here. Um, so yeah, we'll be back to five days a week next week. We'll have some podcasts available for you guys uh, over the weekend here as we're up in training camp in Victoria. As uh, yes, I just seen that answered in the chat from hell of a shot. Yeah. Um, hell of a dip. The best dip I think out there. French onion. Hell of a dip. <laughs> have you ever had it? I have had it. You know what? It's I had the the bad, it for the I think it's first the time out there.
0: like a month or two ago. Really? First time I've ever had it.
1: Back in the day we used to get some hell of a dip and you'd uh, you'd get a cucumber and then you'd cut it and cut it right down the middle. You hey, know. You would scoop no, not like that. And then you'd <laughs> scoop out all the seeds in the middle so it would kind of be like a little looking like a, a big old green canoe.
0: And you'd oh, okay. Shoot, and then
1: you'd fill it with a little
0: bit of that. Wow. And
1: if you're real frisky, you put a pepperoni stick in there.
0: Oh wow. That's next
1: level though. I'm not doing that. That was when I was young and uh young and
0: fun. back in my younger days. Oh
1: yeah, back when I was young You put pepperoni stick in the cucumber and uh Totally. Eat it. it, was good. But no not anymore. I can't be doing that. I can't be putting down a liter of uh of uh, hell of a dip like I used to, that's for sure. I used to give me a give me a big old bet ba- you can give me a Costco bag of ruffles and a seven hundred and fifty milliliter thing of hell of a dip. I'll see you in three hours. That's the way that I used to run back in the day. I can't be doing that anymore.
0: All right, we'll close it up there.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, podcasts over the weekend, uh, Monday to Friday, starting next week. Harmon in on Monday instead of quads. Hell, yeah. But I'm excited to get down to Victoria, man. I got some spots to show you down there, too. Yeah,
0: it's exciting. We get to go hang out. going to be a lot of fun. We I, had a lot of fun I, in Whistler last I once
1: year. went to school down there in uh, Victoria.
0: Yes, you've told me this. Dropped out.
1: One of, it was one of the universities I dropped out of.
0: Oh, yeah. You uh, you did tell me this. Yeah, okay. I'm
1: still one up on you there.
0: We had a good time in Whistler last year. I liked Whistler. We were in the village. You yeah, know. Whistler was nice. I was remember that place. We, we walked every morning to our breakfast place, get our wraps. Yeah, those were really good wraps. Those were good wraps. Yeah.
1: And you and I went. Everybody you, was else? Australian. Did we, did we go to, bur- we had burgers at one spot? Oh,
0: you were so Splits ex- Burger. Yeah, 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 yeah. You
1: were so excited about it, and it was pretty good. It
0: was, it was good. a good burger. Although, I got to say. I like Splits Burger, but when I was like ten, I had it for the first time. Yeah, and I remember thinking this is the best burger I've ever had. Mm. And then I hadn't been back to Whistler since I was ten up until last year, so I said, "Yo, this place still exists." And told me we gotta go. We gotta go check it out. It's oh. the best burger I ever had. I don't know if I classify it that high.
1: No, I thought the breakfast uh, stuff that we had in the very center of the village was really good. Really that good. little uh, yeah. cafe there, and listen, I'm not a big. The, the only problem with these nice little cafes is. I don't want to pay seven dollars and twenty five cents for a goddamn uh, freaking flat white or whatever they're serving me yeah, around there. I don't that. even know what that is, <laughs> but whatever that is, I gotta pay. I'm not paying seven twenty five for a medium anymore. I'm, I'll go to McDonald's if they have it, mm-hmm. and I'll get the dollar. I put it on the app. Boom, one dollar large coffee. That's what I'm looking for.
0: All right, we'll close it up there.
1: Off to Victoria.
0: Off to Victoria. Uh, but first, Jim Rutherford, Patrick Colvin, Rick Tockett. They will speak tomorrow. Like I said. Coverage at CanucksArmy.com. Business is booming at CanucksArmy.com. A lot of people checking it out. we got a lot of good content up there right now. So if you're looking for more Canucks content, go to CanucksArmy.com. Read the Blackfish Report. Very well done by my dear co-host here. And a lot of other good stuff over at CanucksArmy right now as well, including the stanchies Ugh, this I year. just
1: want to tell everyone the schedule, but I can't. Just settle I, down. No, I just want to tell everyone How the schedule How about a guest here. today? Wednesdays. Oh, my goodness. You can
0: tell them our Wednesday guests. That's I can tell the Wednesday you guests. can tell her Wednesday The reason guests. we're going early. Well, no, don't I don't, to I don't just,
1: no, I don't wanna just say the one. I don't wanna I don't wanna do the whole thing.
0: Okay. We're gonna close it
1: out. <laughs> I can't do it.
0: Long episode today.
1: I, Long my episode. Hands, hey, I wanna tell y'all my hands are tied. Okay. My hands are tied. Okay, Chris. By Harmon.
0: Your hands are behind your head while tied. you're saying my hands That's are tied. That's what I've said in this whole episode. They've been someone, tied. someone joins the live show. My hands are tied. Like, what it, the hell did I just on say on, on
1: Tuesdays, some guy would come out of the damn green screen behind me here and tie me up.
0: Aaron. Aaron would fly over. Anyways, we'll close it out. No, up.
1: it's not Aaron. He's a good one.
0: Aaron's a great one. He's
1: not tying me up or anything.
0: <laughs> I can't even get What is this episode? What did we do today? I laughed very hard at that. <laughs> I oh, will be telling you off.
1: Cut, cut me loose, Aaron.
0: <laughs> Mid-season four, we're all off the rails. Like first day, oh my gosh. Okay, we'll close it out there. Uh, for our technical producer, Aaron Bernardo, who you just heard there, and my co-host, Chris Big Faber. Big show for Aaron. <laughs> Big show for Aaron. And my co-host, Chris Faber. My name is Dave Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canuck's Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode.
1: How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.